The Lord be with you. And also with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of love touches earth in the humility of Christ. Here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for Easter morning ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this day for our gathered community here in Marsh Chapel for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of service and leadership in our midst, and as the Spirit moves come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This Resurrection Day, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that we who celebrate with the joy the day of the Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have broken your law. We have not done your will. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Alleluia. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we share signs of his peace. lesson from Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 19 through 26. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied, but in fact Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a human being, the resurrection of the dead has also to come through a human being. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ but each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom of, to God the Father after he has destroyed every ruler and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemies to be destroyed is death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
join me in reading responsibly verses from Psalm 118 with the Antiphon. to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my power. The Lord has become my salvation. There are joyous songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me sorely, but has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Brothers and sisters in Christ, please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord, Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Glory to you, O Lord. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. 
They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in the true person, Jesus, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. God calls us to be the church, the body of Christ, to celebrate Christ's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. The Lord is risen. Our gospel according to St. Luke this day brings us in pronounced measure a particular memory, a powerful prayer and a persistent love. Luke, the historian, cherishes memory. Luke, the healer, cherishes prayer. Luke, the evangelist, cherishes love. And you and we, how about the project of our own shared memory and prayer and love? We walk for a moment with the women going to the tomb to do the Easter morning work, the hardest work, to work on the worst. We walk with them a moment. As they go to face grief with grace, failure with faith, 
hurt with hope and death with dignity. And we, how goes our journey? Begun? Continued? Toward completion? Do we move? Death makes us mortal. Facing death makes us human. The Easter Gospel announces, pronounces in this wonderful verse, the living. Why do you seek the living? Actually better rendered the living one. It is a singular. It is an appellation. It is a title. The living one. The one who, especially come Easter, is more alive than all of our life put together. A blessed memory, our dear teacher, translated from the earth from the church militant to the church triumphant just months ago, J. Lewis Martin wrote, the marks of the new age are hidden under the marks of the old. That is, that the marks of the resurrection are hidden and revealed in the cross of the daily death of each disciple. So life is manifest in its opposite. So the new age, at the juncture of the ages, is present, hidden in all the rest. We do not need to over-preach come Easter. We still have this treasure in earthen vessels. We still hope for what we do not see and wait for it with patience. We still walk by faith and not by sight. We still see in a mirror dimly. So St. Luke, in his own way, inimitable way, he, the historian and the healer and the evangelist, can tell his story. He receives from Mark and then he changes it. The women still go to the tomb, but they're different women. He's changed the names. Johanna, not Salome, the mother of James. And when they get there, their attitude, their perspective is almost entirely different. In Mark, the women are horrified, fearful, made silent. In Luke, while there is fear, the women listen and hear and retell the gospel to all. Remember the verses. Memory, remember what he said. Prayer, they bowed their faces before him. Love, they went to the tomb. What is your gravest day? What is your gravest experience? Sometime I would like to hear of it. That's the work of the women walking tombward. That's Easter work. So for a few minutes we'll walk together with the women toward the tomb. We won't keep you long. If the sermon ends for you before the sermon ends for me, if you are finished before I am finished, if you're not, just wait a little bit. I'll catch right up with you. For seniors and some juniors in this room, one of the gravest experiences will have been almost three years ago, April 15, 2013, Patriots Day, 
Marathon Monday. The day began as it regularly does for us with uh, brunch and reception in the Dean's residence and eggs and bacon and toast and juice and Longfellow, one if by land and one if by sea and I two if by sea and I on the opposite shore will be and a little bit of the Gettysburg Address four score and yet seven years ago of the people, by the people, for the people and a little bit of local music, my country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. We're still trying every Marathon Monday to allow all of our students to be awake before the marathon ends, and we're still working at it. <laughs> then we went to see the conclusion of the race and then had the freedom to flaner dans la rue, to walk the streets of Boston, such a beautiful, unique, 26-mile family picnic, and then the worst, terror, hurt, mayhem, humanly speaking, an unforgivable loss and murder. And back we came to the chapel to open the doors to tend to those tealess streaming our way, coming to use the sanctuary for prayer or the building for rest or the restroom or to find a cell a landline when the cells were not working or to warm up. We brought blankets and water. One young woman was covered for about an hour in a clerical gown to warm up. And then all that week, Monday, learning of Lu Ling Si's death. Tuesday, vigil on the plaza. Wednesday, a service led by our choir right here. Thursday, President Obama speaking about running the race set before us. And then the next Monday, a service for Lu Ling Si herself. What is your gravest experience. Someday I'd like to hear about that. Death makes us mortal. It's facing death that makes us human and Easter gives us the power to do so, to remind us in the words of John Bennett that God is at work in the world to make and to keep human life human. For Luke the historian, the mark of resurrection is memory. For Luke the healer, the mark of resurrection is prayer. For Luke the evangelist, the mark of resurrection is love. Memory gives us life. Is there an age, has there ever been an age that more needed practice and depth in memory than our own? Personal memory, public memory, political memory? than our own. Wednesday of that week, all over the globe, newscasters and journals sent reporters to Boston to ask about the events. One set from the Philadelphia Inquirer came that Wednesday, met them on the steps, a reporter and his photographer. And to begin the conversation, he asked, where are you from? And I said, Syracuse. He said, you grew up there? I said, yes. Did you go to high school there? And I said, yes. What was the name of the school? And I named the school, and the photographer behind him dropped his camera and leaned forward. And somehow he was able to perceive, given the condition my condition is in, somebody he knew four decades ago. Bob, he said. Clem, I said. Clem Murray Mimi Sinopoli. The class couple, the most handsome, the most beautiful couple in the class without exception, well, maybe one exception or two, one of the most beautiful. (laughs) And we had that look where I knew 
about the long black hair of Mimi and the relatively long brown hair of Clem those many years ago. And after the conversation, I leaned forward and said, Clem, how is Mimi? It's one of those sentences you know halfway through you wish you hadn't said it. It can happen, it can happen in a sermon as well. And he looked and he said, you know, we married two years after high school. We raised our children in Philadelphia, and she died two years ago. You know, we shared a look, a moment that both of us could enter out of that present and into the past and see each other. And as he left, I think there was a gleam, a little bit of a smile, to remember a young man in a blue robe and a young woman in a white robe and a blue tam and a white tam, and to be released from the present. That's time travel. That's the resurrection of the past, as Marcel Proust so rightly put it. When the chronology breaks and you're able eye to to eye in memory to travel, that's the point of an education in history, then you have a mark of the new age. It's the most powerful personal conversation I've had in a long time. Memory gives us life. Prayer gives us life. You know that Monday evening we had prepared, thanks to the work of our chaplains and musicians, a service that was both local and global for Lu Ling Si. It was held in the George Sherman Union where just some months before we had honored the life and faithfulness of President John Silber. There were 2,000 or more present and thousands uncounted by cybercast around the globe. And we wanted to honor in prayer, word, music, word, music, a 90-minute liturgy. The family, Lu Ling Si's family, sat in the front row, 18 in dignified black garb, I just behind them. Joshua Rohde played his cello. We heard from St. Mark and also from the Analects of Confucius and beautiful eulogies. And then the service was over and the family was to leave and they didn't move. And, of course, I feared we had forgotten something. Maybe we forgot a reading or a musical interlude or a prayer or a poem. But, no, there was a murmuring along that row. I couldn't understand it. I wouldn't have understood it if I could have heard it. A susurration, a whispering all up and down. And then, as one person, all 18 stood. As one person, they walked forward four steps. As one person, they turned to face the local and global congregation, the actual and virtual congregation, And as one person, dressed in black, they bowed formally at the waist. And that bow, it seemed to me, lasted an eternity, and it seemed that way because it was. Prayer gives us life, and every day thrice we should repeat Abraham Heschel's wisdom saying, Different are the languages of prayer, but the tears are all the same. Different are the languages of prayer, but the tears are all the same. Love gives us life as well. They went to the tomb to start that work. And you, 
your gravest day, your hardest work, your most significant loss. The next Sunday came and it was such a joy to have a free day in the rhythm of a regular worship service coming to be able to see the beautiful faces of the loving, faithful women and men of Marsh Chapel, to have a church family to love and a church home to enjoy. How would we get along without it? To rise early and rehearse the sermon and come to church and just before the service my colleague and dear chaplain brother Larry said we've got another one and I said I know it's great to have another Sunday to be able to worship to be able to sing he said no we've got another one she died in a fire the night before tragic loss and her mother was going to be coming that evening that Sunday evening to Boston by bus from New York City and so we we arranged to meet her the police would have told her what had happened and We went to that cavern, that cacophonous underground cave, bus terminal, emphasis on terminal, and we waited, and the bus was delayed, and finally came in, and down the steps she came, carrying a little red box, and I went, and I said, I'm so sorry. I want to express my condolence on behalf of our community, and she said, where is my daughter? Take me to my daughter. I brought something for her. She loves rice cake. And nothing I said was heard. It was a failure. I couldn't convey anything until finally, somehow, the phrase got through, your daughter has died. And the bus terminal erupted with lament like that of Rachel named in the Christmas gospel just a few months ago, Rachel weeping for her children because they were no more. She would not be consoled. And why should she be? And the lament continued. Nothing sitting on the bench made a difference or helped. No silence helped. No listening helped. No prayer helped. No scripture helped. No condolence helped. She began to stiffen perhaps a little bit of shock And all of a sudden, in an inspired moment of grace, our dear dean of students, Ken Elmore, from the other side, reached toward her and embraced her in full body hold and held her and rocked her. And gradually, the lament lessened and gradually, the limbs loosened and gradually, breath and life returned. It is easily the or one of the most powerful moments of pastoral care I have ever seen. Physical, compassionate, and personal. Love is a mark of the resurrection hidden under the old age, showed forth, revealed in the daily discipline the daily death of each disciple, morning and evening. Six years ago, when our father died, Ailey Bissell sent a note. His assistant had been a member of our choir, saying, we have a saying in our tradition, Dean Hill, may you be spared any further sorrow. Hear the gospel. Death may make you mortal, but it's facing death that makes you 
human, and you have the marks of resurrection to lift you, to carry you. Memory, prayer, love. Unamuno had it so right. Warmth, warmth, warmth. We are dying of cold, not of darkness. It is not the night that kills. It is the frost. It is not the night of ignorance that kills. It is the frost of unloving. So we shall go forward seeking the marks of resurrection and remembering the confession of the Church of the Ages, which we also share. We believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting, and the marks of resurrection, memory, prayer, love. The Lord is risen. He is risen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ Christ is risen risen indeed. Alleluia. Please be seated. We welcome you once again here to the Nave of Marsh Chapel and invite you to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew, passing that book along to your neighbor so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. 
As we move in our service toward communion, we would note that the chalices on the pulpit side of the aisle uh, have wine in them, and the chalices on the lectern side have grape juice. There is also a station for those in the balcony that will be in the narthex. Just come down the stairs and meet the dean and chalice bearers there. Following the service, we invite any children among us, young in body or at least in spirit, to join us on the lawn next to the chapel, the BU Beach, for an Easter egg hunt. We look forward to seeing you there uh, for Easter eggs, Easter ducklings, and uh, books on offer as well. For all of our upcoming services and activities, we invite you to take a look to the Marsh Chapel website, bu.edu slash chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. We are grateful for the gener- gracious generosity of those in our midst and uh, for the support of the ministry, music, and hospitality of Marsh Chapel, one inscription of the marks of resurrection here in our broken world. As the ushers wait upon us for the morning offering, we invite you to meditate upon Worthy is the Lamb that was slain, the final chorus from George Friedrich Handel's Oratorio, Messiah, offered to the glory of God and in gratitude for your gracious generosity.
the work before us, for the life within us, for the fellowship among us, for thy love that surrounds us, we give thee thanks and praise. Bless these gifts and the givers we ask in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Right to give our it is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, brought us to the land flowing with milk and honey, and set before us the way of life. And so with your people on earth, in all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. By your great mercy we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of your son from the dead and to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Once we were no people, but now we are your people, declaring your wonderful deeds in Christ, who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. On the day you raised him from the dead, he was recognized by his disciples in the breaking of the bread. And in the power of your Holy Spirit, your church has continued in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. 
Amen. Now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 